very warm welcome to the second of our Winchester Bid Business Briefing podcasts. I'm John Kind, the author of the quarterly Business Barometer Report, which monitors how well businesses in the city centre are doing. The new Winchester Bid Business Magazine, Kind Words, great title, is designed to give you ideas, tips and techniques, information and inspiration, if you like, to help you and your organisation to do even better in the future. And this is especially important now that the COVID restrictions are being relaxed. Over the next 15 minutes or so, the plan is to give you some practical advice on a number of different topics. I say plan, I'd actually intended to start with some thoughts on leadership, but I've changed my mind. Even more fundamental than leadership are the steps that you personally can take to be even better at your job. And that's true whether you are a retail assistant, a shop manager, a technologist or a managing director. You may know that this country is not well known for its high levels of productivity. You might ask, why is that? The person to ask is Cal Newport. He's the author of a new book, A World Without Email. Many executives, he says, manage only about an hour a day of productive, undistracted work. And that's only about 15% of their time. Email, says Cal, has created the hyperactive mind. And work tends to become a continual flow of messages. Everyone looks busy, but the output is low. As a consequence, people can become miserable and even burnt out. So the question is, what are the ways to get out of this exhausting and inefficient rut? The first point is, get the right things done. Whatever you manage, a business, a team, a shop, work on the truly important. 20% of what you do produces 80% of your added value. So you need to know the key aspects of your job and concentrate on them, the so-called vital few. Set priorities. The individuals and teams working on creating a vaccine for COVID-19 focused on one thing only, devising a safe, and effective jab as quickly as possible. The message, clarity of purpose makes a big difference. It produces results. The second point is this, do one thing at a time. Concentrate precisely because there is so much to be done. Perhaps take the advice of Tim Harford, who is the so-called Financial Times undercover economist. Do one thing at a time, he says, and that means doing it fast, 
so have the courage to become much more self-disciplined. Manage your time despite the constant threat of interruptions. And of course, take back control, to use a phrase, is easier to achieve with more time now working from home. The next point, realize that to achieve results, whether it's writing a report, recruiting a new member of staff, introducing a new IT system, requires quite large chunks of time. Most of your day, being a bit provocative, will be useless, not productive at all, if you spend 10 minutes doing this and 10 minutes doing that. You need to try to get between 45 minutes and an hour of uninterrupted focus. And underpinning all of this is to recognize that the results your business or your organization achieves, whether they're bad or good, depends entirely on your customers and give them, therefore, the attention that they deserve. The Retail Gazette recently reported that customers now care more than ever about the quality of their experience. More than two-thirds of them consider that experience when deciding to make a purchase. And if they have a bad experience, nearly a half of customers won't place an order again. So, don't be too inside focus. Give more time to the really important external people, your customers and your suppliers. Continuing with the theme of personal effectiveness, and perhaps now taking a very deep breath, let's talk about meetings. Please don't switch off. You know, as well as I do, that we can all spend far too much time in meetings. So a couple of tips. First, realize that you can either attend a meeting or work. You can't do both at the same time. So make making meetings the exception rather than the rule is the point to bear in mind. And secondly, Ensure that when you do go to meetings, that they are as productive as possible. Be clear about their purpose. Encourage participation. Summarize the conclusions. Identify the next steps. A simple question at the end. Who is responsible for what and when? I've mentioned leadership, so I better practice what I'm preaching and give it the attention it deserves. Three words, I think, highlight what leadership is all about. And I'm conscious, of course, that leadership is perhaps the most used word in business. But the three words are one vision, two commitment, and three execution. Vision means creating a clear sense of direction a clear plan or strategy for the future, indicating the ways in which the challenges your organization faces are going to be overcome. What markets, what products, 
what services, what customers. Commitment is about generating the motivation, the energy, the involvement, getting your staff and your colleagues on board so that they become enthusiastic about what you and they want to achieve. And that's all about communicating, supporting, explaining, and encouraging. And execution means making it happen, converting all the talk, all the meetings into action, into initiatives, into projects, into results, so that objectives and targets are met. So defining a vision, getting commitment, and ensuring execution are the three leadership essentials. But in business life, now, God willing, after the pandemic, there are some additional points to bear in mind. Be a fast and a slow leader. Fast leaders want action. They focus on tasks and achieving objectives. Slow leaders, by contrast, want a committed and a motivated workforce. They recognise that in the COVID world, staff want reassurance. They want realistic expectations to be set for the future so they can prepare themselves both emotionally and financially. They want empathy. They want an acknowledgement of the challenges that they personally face. So the message is, it's the combination of the fast and the slow leadership styles that will produce the results you want. Show respect. Listen to your colleagues. Avoid a blame culture where staff are reluctant to take responsibility. Welcome ideas and don't just listen to the loudest voice. And of course, always do what you say you're going to do. That itself will help to create trust, which of course is always essential, but especially so now. Know what your team members need and the ways in which they work best. Some will respond well to accepting more responsibility and independence. Others will need more guidance and frequent advice and support, not least when they are working from home. Communication is an overused word, but it remains important. Communicate well. No flannel, no fluff, no wind. As our experience of the past 12 months suggests, don't underestimate the importance of human contact. Zoom out occasionally. Ring up your colleagues. Or as The Economist puts it, get dialing. Keep thinking about the future, advises a leading business guru. The best leaders, he says, are the ones who both reflect and act. Many of them, many of these leaders, don't have a moment to spare. 
The guru thinks that's madness. Create space, he says. Walk around and think. Endeavor to move beyond the urgent. Prepare for tomorrow. So, some thoughts on leadership. I'm doing lots of talking. You're perhaps feeling bombarded. So it's now time for me to ask you a question. But don't worry, you won't have to answer it. That's the difference. Have you ever read the small print on the wrapper around a Pret-a-Manger brownie bar? Perhaps not. I'll tell you what it says. We've improved the recipe 40 times. Each change is tiny, but it's detectable. A racehorse running a few seconds faster is worth twice as much. That little extra has the greatest value. So there's another question. How do you get that little extra? An approach? Empower people. Decentralize responsibility. Let teams take the initiative. Perhaps pay them bonuses. A Gallup survey found that less than a quarter of employees, amazingly, are expected to be innovative. One in four only. Too many are dissatisfied with their jobs, and only 20% of employees felt that their opinions mattered. So unleash creativity. Try lots of things until something works. Job satisfaction will improve. Staff turnover will fall. And practice what Netflix calls radical candor. Ideas from all levels are encouraged and then challenged. In a nutshell, it's all about innovation at speed. The UK's Medicines Agency has just given a fast-track innovation passport to treat patients with a rare genetic disease. The development time has been cut by 90%. Here's what Pep Guardiola, the manager of Manchester City, said not so long ago. If you're not experimenting, he said, you're not evolving. And Pep should know. His team have just won the Premiership for the third time in four years. Politely, Pep is saying, don't be complacent. So don't hang around. Get a move on. As one leading retailer in Winchester told me a week or two ago, You'd be surprised how much business we get simply by responding faster than our competitors. And talking about time, it's now time for me to wind up. Three messages. One, do all you possibly can to be much more personally effective. Two, improve your leadership style. Three, Explore all the possibilities you and your organization may have for achieving results, 
achieving breakthroughs much more quickly. So that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Our next podcast will be a conversation with Mark Dodd, the owner of both the Chesil Rectory restaurant in Winchester and In the Park, which opened very recently. Until then, all the very best. <laughs>